0: Hello and welcome to the Taylor Remy podcast. I am your host, Eric Taylor. And today we're going to be talking to a person who works with IT recruitment, who works with engineering talent to try and match them up with multiple opportunities. Give it up for Patricia. Patricia, it is amazing to have you on the Taylor Remy podcast. How are you doing?
1: Thanks a lot, Eric. It's amazing to be here. Thanks a lot for having
0: me. All right. Anytime, anytime. So like, like, you know, tell me a bit about yourself.
1: Um, yeah, so basically, as you kind of said in the intro, what I do 32 hours a week is just IT recruitment. So it's the old boring kind of looking for the best talent out there. Now, my clients are usually based in the US. They're like ranging from startups to middle sized local companies and then big brands, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. Um, they're all IT talent. So engineers, designers, product people. Um, I find them, I convince them that they're the best fit for the opportunity I have on the table. And, you know, I make the magic happen and I kind of get them hired.
0: Tell me how you got into this line of work. Like, you know, was there something else you were doing before? Then you like um, decide that you want to do this? Like, yeah, that, this?
1: that's an interesting question in, in the context of my life, because I definitely didn't study recruitment. And it's it's actually a thing that I think about quite often, like who who even wants to become a recruiter when they're little, you know, like whoever answers the question of, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, oh, I want to be an IT recruiter like that never happens. Um, you know, and even though you can technically study it, I think, I, you know, I don't really know many people that do. Um, so, yeah, I basically studied um, international relations and public ad- administration, like legal specialization. So what I wanted to do was basically end up working in an embassy or, I don't know, for the European Parliament, something like that, something super cool. Um, you know, when you're like 16 um, and you dream about making it big and, you know, wearing a suit and making a change in the world. So that's what I studied. Um, and I finished university, I got my master's at 22. Um, at that point, I was living in in Warsaw, in Poland, um, as an expat. And I found my first kind of legal job there. So I was working in a, like in a financial corporation. Um, and I got a job in the legal department, it was like something about revising contracts and stuff like that. So I was 22. That was my first job ever it was a corporate job you know they give you all of those type of like benefits of a full-time employee I go to gym card I got free lunches and stuff like that you know the things that I usually say they're there to buy your soul um so yeah I got that job everybody think I should be super happy I thought I should be super happy um but like it was kind of it turned out pretty soon that it wasn't the right thing for me and within five months of working, I actually experienced a burnout episode.
0: Oh, really? I mean, like, what, what made you see that, like, what made you see that it wasn't the right job, fit for you?
1: Honestly, it, so it creeps on you in a very, in a very peculiar way. Like, you, you think you're just, you, you think there's something wrong with you. You think you're just unhappy with, like, some external factor of your life. You think you're just, oh, I'm I'm just depressed because, I don't know, well, I mean, it was fall um, and it was Warsaw, so I guess it's just getting cold and dark pretty early in the day and I'm not getting enough sun, so I'm probably just getting depressed. I'm not getting enough sleep. It's just challenging. You know, you get all those type of excuses um, that you make for yourself, but deep down, burnout happens because, I mean, at least for me, it happened because I Um, I wasn't fulfilled at all. Like I didn't see that job as something that was working with my strengths. And I didn't see that job as something that was making a real big change in the world. So it manifested as like any kind of seasonal depression episode. But it kind of the difference was that it really was growing. Like the symptoms were growing pretty fast. Um, So let's say within two months of working there, I stopped going out whatsoever. Like, my day would just look like in a way that I would wake up always late, always after snoozing my alarm for, like, half an hour. Um, I would stop doing my makeup. I wouldn't really care about what I put on anymore. So, like, those little small things, those little small details. Um, And I'd leave the house. I'd spend the eight hours in the office as a zombie. I would literally, like, dread going to work. I, I would dread going in, into the subway, you know, spending 40 minutes traveling, commuting, um, coming back home. I usually ordering takeout, uh, watching, you know, I don't know if Netflix was a thing back then, but something like that, falling asleep and then it repeats. So I would never go out anymore. I would never do anything creative. Um, yeah, that was, that was kind of
0: how it started. Uh, you, you know, that's crazy. You literally just described the last job I had I had like, you know, I had the same experience too. It's like, you know, I just didn't care what, like, you know, because like, you know, I used to work ma- maintenance outside. I thought I thought mm-hmm. I was going to work inside, but I had to work outside. And it's like, I did the same thing you did. It's like, you know, I didn't care what I, what I wore. I, I'll be honest. I went to, I went to work in my pajamas most of the time. Cause yeah. like, I, I just didn't care. And plus they didn't say anything. I just had, I just like, it's, I, and I did the job, but it's like, yeah, like then I would order ways because i had the money to do it
1: (laughs) now for for me it was really like yeah yeah for me it was really a symptom of like ordering the takeout was just i didn't even have enough energy to muster to to make a meal you know like it was really like it was also physical um kind of physical feeling of being tired um but then it wasn't because of lack of sleep you know so like i felt physically tired I felt like, oof, I can't make myself cook right now or I can't make myself clean um, the kitchen, for example, or do the shopping, do the groceries. But then I I literally would be sleeping like 10 hours, you know, back then, like 10 hours every night. So it wasn't because of lack of sleep. It was because I was completely unmotivated to do anything.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, because of how depressing the job was.
1: Yeah, and because how, yeah, just it felt like, I, you know, I remember thinking, damn I'm 22 and this is what I'm gonna be doing for the rest of my life that's like exactly- this is my life now you know
0: yeah that's exactly what I was thinking bro and I was like that's exactly what I was thinking months ago like you know when I was at the job I was like well I wasn't thinking I was gonna do it for the rest of my life because it was like a six month like it was a six month like you know it was temporary so it was like yeah. you know but it's like you know I was like damn I don't want to do like the first day I didn't the first day I didn't want to go I didn't want to go in that job because it's like, I knew I wasn't going to like it. And I was right. I spent five months there and I got fired because I didn't show up every single day.
1: Yeah, no. So it's, it's exactly that feeling. It's like the, the worst thing about it sometimes is though that at least in my case, it was um, everybody telling me that I should like this job, you know? I did the, the feeling of do having done everything right in life. I mean, come on, I completed high school, I went to university, I got really good grades, I finished university and I got a full time job. Like, you know, you follow that line that the society
0: draws for you. Yeah, the yeah, the system that they say the system that they like, you know, tell you to follow, but in reality, you know, like exactly I, Yeah, exactly. it's like what happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, any yeah, like what'd you say?
1: No, no, no. So, sorry, go, I I, I didn't want to interrupt you.
0: Uh, uh, oh no it's all right yeah i was like i was just gonna say yeah like you know pretty much like you know what's like you know the what the like you know society just tells you what's good but it's like in reality it's just it's depressing you know i mean you you just follow what the system tells you to do
1: exactly exactly and if it if you feel stuck and doing anything with anything that kind of feeds my soul in a way you know and i don't mean this in any kind of Crazy spiritual whatever way like oh now I have to be super creative and save the world and make sure that there is no more you know hunger from tomorrow on like no I don't mean it I mean like like don't have you seen the movie Lego Story or something like that
0: or Um, I I think Lego you mean Lego Movie
1: yeah yeah that one yeah yeah I think that's what it's called it it is that feeling that the movie generates it's like you're be that is part of the system that was not designed by you and is not even really designed to serve you or protect but you but it is designed to be sustained by you so you know you follow this it it looks like it looks like there's this it's going to bring you happiness and it's going to bring you success to follow this line that the society kind of draws but at the end of the day you come to realize that wow i'm really not making any change And I'm not even making myself feel good. I'm not even making this feel good
0: enough for me to leave bed in the morning. So what's the, what's the
1: point? Like you really start asking
0: what's the point? Exactly, exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, um, and I feel like more create, I feel like more people like, you know, creative people um, such as yourself, like, you know, do realize that and like would want to do more with your life and would want to actually like enjoy what you're doing. Meanwhile, the other people just like, you know, follow the agenda, like, you know, work go like, you know, work a, a nine to five that they don't even like that, but they don't even realize it. Then like, you know, go home and then mm-hmm. like do like, like, you know, just, just repeat, like, you know, eat, sleep, repeat, like go to work, re- eat, sleep, go to work, repeat. Like, you know, that that's all they're going to do. And it's like, you know, creative people like yourself realize that like, you don't want to do that for the rest of your life. Pretty much.
1: Exactly. You know, I remember everybody telling me, Like, look at the type of job you got at the end of 22. I mean, look at the possibility of career growth. Like, you can be a manager by the time you're 25, Um, you know? Like, just all of those benefits that I had. Like, like that stupid gym card, like, I never used it. I don't like going to the gym. Plus, I didn't have any energy left to go to the gym or motivation. So it's like, thanks a lot for nothing, you know? (laughs) For the benefits (laughs) that mean nothing to me. So I I wanted to, I remember just thinking I wanted to travel. I wanted to meet people, uh, not sit in a cubicle for eight hours a day. Um, So yeah, I mean, kind of long story short, what I did was, uh, well, first, when I quit, I remember the day I quit, I think it was the 5th of December. I remember pretty pretty vividly because I went home and until Christmas, I kind of almost didn't leave the bed.
0: Wow. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it
1: hit me. Yeah, it, at that point it hit me because obviously, so I started the job um, beginning of August, and by the end of October, I was I was like mentally completely done. Like I was just I was just drowning in my own shit. Um, so the fact that I pushed for a month more, I mean that that really shows you that I had nothing, you know, nothing left in me um, the day that I finally kind of left. Um, and right. then yeah, I spent a lot of months in recovery, and it's just. Just like a general feeling of failure, you know, like, cause you don't, you don't really realize it's not even, even in that moment when I was in bed, um, really thinking that my life doesn't make sense and I have no idea what to do with myself or, you know, no motivation to do anything with myself. Even in that moment, I wasn't like, oh damn, I need to look for a therapist because this isn't good. No, yeah. you just feel like a failure yourself,
0: you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's like, I wouldn't really go to a therapist because like, you know, I've been hearing a I don't know. Like, you know, most people say, like, you know, therapy doesn't really help. It's like you're pretty much just telling someone your problem. Like you know the problem. It's just that like just just solve it now. It's like you don't you don't have to tell anybody like, you know, your problem.
1: So see, I kind of I would probably push back here because at the end of the day, for me, therapy saved my life. So oh. therapy does help. But what I mean by kind of not sticking out of the therapies back then or not even kind of thinking about it really was um we are so taught to look at ourselves as we are the ones who are failing like we are the ones who are imperfect we are the ones who are making mistakes you know and so it kind of generates a lot of shame it generates not really not you not really wanting to go out there and be like i have a problem um i need help to face this problem no like first you just talk shit about yourself inside of your own head um, so that went on for months for me, basically. And, and I spent like the entire the following year, I wasn't really working. I was just messing around with life a little bit, to be honest. I was just, I, I was looking into starting a startup as soon as I could master up a little bit more energy sometime in spring. Um, I was looking to become a freelance writer, blogger, photographer, like, you know, I was just trying shit and none of it was raining me money. None of it was like real work. Um, but it was part of the recovery in a way that I was, I was just giving myself a chance to just play mm-hmm. and see what I like. And obviously, I realized that I'm, com- I'm coming from a very privileged position to even be able to say that because I had a very supportive family um, who said, you know, like, yeah, I was, I was obviously pretty young. So they just, they just said, fine, just go on. We're going to support you this year. Um, and you have a year to figure things out you know do you want to go back to do law or like international relations do you want to find something else um so I had the chance to do that and and during that year I remember thinking a lot okay I'm just wasting time but when I look back at it right now I'm like damn (laughs) it was one of the best times of my life I got to do fun things you know for a full-time job basically
0: yeah I mean like you know when you look at it that way like you know it seems like a very Pretty fun time, like you know. It's like that's the that's the important thing, though. Is that you're having fun with it, like you know, you're not just doing it because, like, you know, you have to. Like, you know, you're you're having fun. I think that's the most important thing in the world to do is just have fun with what you're doing, or you know, enjoy. Yeah, Yeah, enjoy it.
1: Totally. I mean, totally. And I was I was figuring out what is it that I even enjoy because, like, in the first months, um, I wasn't even like I wasn't really enjoying anything, right? Because I was just depressed. So the first months weren't really about doing anything. They were just about motivating myself to get out of bed. And then slowly it started like, oh, okay. I mean, okay, you know, I took a camera in my hands and I took a few pictures and then I saw a nice movie about something and I was like, oh, like a documentary. I was like, okay, I'm going to research this topic, like see if I can volunteer for a few hours a week. Just kind of very slowly coming back to life. Like that's kind of what I would call it. But I think the most important thing that happened during that year for me was, Um, Well, first of all, facing that I may have been walking a path of my life that I didn't really want to be walking. So, okay, you know, I chose my career path when I was, well, practically 17 when I was applying for university. Um, So, well, okay, you know, it's not a bad thing to say, you know what, I changed since the time that I was 17. I actually don't really want to do public administration or international relations. Mm. Um, Screw that. So facing that, like just kind of giving your life a turn. And then the other thing that really happened was uh, learning that your life makes a lot of sense and that it's meaningful, even if you're not making money in that moment, or even if you're not, you know, having a fancy title, working for a fancy brand in a corporation or something, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I completely understand what you're trying to say there.
1: giving, Giving yourself a permission to be. Um, And reorganized priorities, obviously. Um, So what I basically did, I I was I decided that I would never go back to the office ever again. Of course not. Here I am five and something years later. uh, And I can probably say that it was a success. I never went back to the office (laughs) Um, and I found a remote job. So like that was the priority for me. I was like, okay, you know what? One of the things that really contributed to me, you know, not feeling good in my previous role was that. I like to travel and I like to have freedom and I like to organize my own time and I couldn't do that there. So the way for me to go is a remote job. And I, I realized that I w- didn't care about a fancy title or even about like crazy amounts of money. I just wanted my freedom back. And I took the first remote job that I could find, which was actually a customer support role. And that's how I grew um, very slowly to to recruitment.
0: Well, man. man, like, you know, I'm just going to tell you this. i like, you know, I'm happy that you got your freedom back and it's like, um, do you, do you at least make a good amount, like, you know, doing what you do now?
1: Right now? Yes, I, I can say that I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with what I'm making. I'm very comfortable. Um, and it's like exactly where it should be on the market.
0: Oh, okay. okay That's great to hear. Like, I'm glad that you're, that you're financially stable, like, you know, and, and on top of that, you're enjoying what you're doing. And once again, it's like I said earlier, that is the most important thing in the world. Like, you know, just to enjoy what you're doing. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't know. You don't just want to be another one. Yeah, like I pretty much. Yeah, that's all I got to say. You don't want to be another one. Like um, some people, some people would say, I don't know. Usually I say bot, bot minded, but it's like, you know, that because it's like, I don't know. It's like it, it kind it kind of just seems like that to me. Like, you know, it's just bot minded. It's bot mentality. Like, you know, you follow the system, you follow the system that you live in, but you're not really happy. Some people know, some people know it like you do. And some people don't know it. And it's like, they still do it because it's like, it, it, it's society. It's like, you know, what society told us we had to do.
1: And it's it's difficult, you know? I mean, it is not an easy task to just be like, okay, you know what, screw this, pardon my French. Like I'm not gonna do what society want me to, wants me to do. Yeah, I mean, like it's not, you know, rainbows and butterflies, you know? And, and I mean, I'm, I'm for example, very happy um, financially now, but I wasn't always, I mean, there were a lot of struggles that kind of came hand in hand with me refusing to do what society wanted me to do, you know, looking for, for my freedom as opposed to money or as opposed to kind of corporate jobs and sex, success and, and, and this, this type of things. Um, so, you know, it's, it, I, w- I would say like, if, if you're somebody that kind of wants to do this, like if, if there is somebody listening and thinking, damn, yeah, I I do feel stuck in this way. I do feel like I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing, but you don't know how to kind of flip the switch, um, or switch the flip. I don't I don't know how to say that. Um, it's <laughs> it's just just don't be don't be so harsh on yourself that you that you haven't been able to do so yet, because it is not easy. It is not easy to just say
0: screw your world. Yeah, screw you. yeah, no, no, it's it's really not easy to say. It's really not easy to say that. I mean. I mean, I probably said it a couple of times. That, that was because, like, you know, in a. Nah, yeah. In 20, yeah, like, you know, a while ago, I was really going through something, and I always said, like, you know, screw the world. Because it's like, I don't know. I, I, I inherently knew the world was messed up. I just didn't know what was messed up about it. But it's like, you know, now, now, I, I, now I see what's messed up about the world, and it's like the people. It, it's either the people or just like, you know, the way the media handles certain things and tries to make certain people look. That's what's messed up about the world. Is and, a yeah, yeah. and a lot
1: more yeah that
0: and a lot more yeah and that yeah that and a lot more obviously you know but like that's that's just all that's just pretty much all I know right now
1: yeah but the good thing is um like i i would i also when i'm speaking about Maru, and talking about my story i also want to try to provide a little bit of hope for perhaps other people who are out there and are still trying to figure out what is it that they would like to be doing with their lives or why is it that their lives don't really you know, make sense, let's say work-wise or career-wise. The thing is, like, I've been in recruitment for five years now or like four and something, and I'm very happy. I am very kind of satisfied. um, But I also know that I'm not going to be doing this forever. So the process of soul-searching and and self-defining, it's never over. So for me, I was just, well, you could say lucky, unlucky. It really depends on how you're looking at it that um, my process of soul searching kicked off at a very young age um, and also with a pretty, you know, traumatic experience. Um, but, but, but here I am five, six years later thinking, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm never gonna stop defining myself. I'm never gonna stop waking up and thinking, okay, what is it that I can do better? What is it that I can do different? Am I really you know? am I really happy doing what I'm doing and spending my time with the things that I'm, that I'm doing? Um, so yeah, just, just kind of give yourself the permission, um, and keep asking yourself questions.
0: That's, yeah. that's the advice that I would do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid advice. Uh, speaking of which, what do you see yourself doing after this? Like, you know, just, you know, I just want to like, you know, cause I'm, I'm actually curious. What, what would you see yourself doing after this? Like, you know, Like, what are you currently doing, like, you know, that will contribute to you, like, uh, retiring from this, like, you know, once it's all said and done?
1: Honestly, I have a thousand or zero responses to this one. A thousand because, like, there are a thousand ideas of things that I would like to be doing, you know, like... I realized that I'm a pretty creative person uh, right now. I spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of hours a week, like learning how to sue, for example. I love playing music. I love to sing, I love to dance. I still love to travel. I realize I don't really like document the travels though. You know, that was <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. I suck at posting pictures. Um, and that's, that's actually why I kind of let go of almost all of my social media accounts. Cause I was just like, okay, I'm not really using this. So mm. um, who cares? Um, so yeah, there, there are a lot of things that I like to be doing. Does it necessarily define a possible job or, you know, a role? I'm not sure. But what I, what I know is that I like to be around people and I, and I do like kind of giving people hope and, you know, everybody needs to find their own path and everybody needs to find their own way. Um, but I realized and as a recruiter, actually, I realized that I'm very good at holding hands of people that are trying to do it. Hmm. Um, so again, it's not really a, a a job title, but I'm still figuring it out.
0: Okay. Well, that's great to hear. I mean, like, you know, as long as you like, you know, I guess as long as you you have your head on your shoulders right now, it's all it's, all, it's, all, it's important. Like, you know, you still have plenty of time to like figure out what you want to do, like, you know, after like, you know, this all said and done.
1: Exactly. Like, I'm and I'm not doing it from a very comfortable and very almost like peace in mind type of a position you know like I'm very much okay with where I am I'm very much okay not knowing where I'm going just believing that I will get where I need to be um, and and right now with the, with the work that I have and the company that I work for like it it does get better um, step by step you know like your life does keep improving um, in a way that you don't even notice it, in the short term, like you don't, you don't notice that this Monday is better than the Monday two weeks ago. But then I look at my life now and I'm like, damn, it's so much better than six months ago or a year ago, you know, like the long-term vision, like you definitely see a lot of improvement. And I was super fortunate to actually find a company that, um, that works with a lot of people like myself who experienced burnout or, um, who are looking for, You know a job that doesn't become their life but you know keeps just being their job for you know 32 40 hours a week and then they have their life separate from that living it happily um so i'm very okay with where i am you know like yeah recruitment it recruitment it's great it's not nobody's dream but i enjoy doing it (laughs) the fact that i'm doing it for this type of company you oh. know, that, that does make a change. Yeah,
0: that yeah, like, you know, and once again, I'm glad that you're really happy, like, you know, with what you're doing. Like, you know, even though it's not anyone's dream, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad that like, you know, you're um you're happy you're like at least happy and that's yeah, yeah, I said so, that I mean, multiple times. That's the important thing. Like, you know, and also I mean
1: correct, you know, if there is somebody listening who's like, damn, I'm just dreaming about becoming an IT recruiter, then you know, all my apologies to you and all the power to you like go for it. It's a good job. But just I I haven't really met that many recruiters who were like, "Yeah, I was dreaming about this since I was a kid."
0: <laughs> uh, fair play, fair play. Yeah, if there's anybody out there who's dreaming about this job, like, you know, just uh yeah, let us know. That that's all I got to say about that. But um <laughs> yeah, um I'm not going to lie. This whole conversation reminds me of like, you know, for some reason it reminds me of that one movie, The Matrix with Morpheus and Neo.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like I don't know, it's like, you know, because there's this character named Mor this character named Morpheus, like, you know, knew that there was something that there was something going on that there was something going on. Like, you know, he knew he was living in a, like, you know, stimulation where it's like, you know, the um Yeah, the uh the like, you know, the like certain people were like, you know, like wanted them to do this and that, like, you know, because of society norms, but like, you know, he knew that like, you know, that wasn't like the real the real world. And the and yeah, like you know, then he got a message from like you know more from Morpheus, like you know, show like you know, showing him like you know, pretty much like the analogy, like you know, you know the the like the whole meme with the red pill and the blue pill.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's from the like um the movie The Matrix, where it's like the red, like the blue, the blue pill, like you know, you can wake up and like you know, believe whatever you want to believe, or like you know, you can take the red pill and like you know, it shows you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And it's like you know you and it's like I kind of think like you know you kind of you kind of knew like you know. And you kind of knew, like you know, from the like you know at a young age, like you know how deep, like you know the the rabbit hole went. And it's like you cho- chose to like change your change your life for the better, so you can like you know be happy.
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's a blessing or a curse depending how you look at it. Because I could have blissfully continued that life that was designed for me, and you know right now I I maybe perhaps probably would be richer. Um, I would have you know a like a better sounding title, I maybe would be a manager of something or a director of something by now, you know? Like I would wear fancy suits to work, to the office. I would probably, you know, lead people, manage people. Um, And, you know, society would look at me, look at the title, look at the job that I'm doing, and they would just understand, and they would, you know, understand in a way like, okay, this is familiar to us. Uh, you, we know what you're doing, and we know like where to even rank you you know on on that letter um so it you know I could have gone and do that, and you know maybe I would have never woken
0: up and never realized that i'm not I'm not happy but I, I mean yeah I mean yeah, it's like you know like you know knowing this information is definitely a blessing and a curse, and it's like i, I don't know it's like I know this information i'm like, damn ignorance seems like a good like a good thing right now but it's like i don't know but at the same time is, yeah. what happened yeah it's, it's a bliss
1: ignorance is a bliss
0: yeah like it's it's bliss like <laughs> yeah that's also one that's also that's also what a character in the matrix said um because he's like he said ignorance is bliss because it's like you know he didn't like the real world so like you know he wanted to get back into the matrix which is like you know the but pretty much like you know uh, the word that we like call the world that I call like you know the world this world right here because like you know it's yeah yeah it's like stimulate it's stimulated for like you know to like you know have you live a certain way and have you live a certain way but it's like you know yeah ignorance is definitely bliss you know mm-hmm. I, I think about that all the time because it's like it's like damn and, re- and
1: that is that is why like I always repeat like you know what never be hard on yourself when you're figuring this out never be hard on yourself when I'm like I don't know. I'm 30, 40, 50. I don't care what age you are or I should have I should already know what I'm supposed to be doing with myself. I should already know where I fit in. I should already know what I should be doing for 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 work, for career. No. Like there is no timeline. Like this whole world is upside down. So be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself and give yourself time to figure it out.
0: exactly. 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 Like you know, you should definitely give yourself time to figure it out. And the uh... Yeah, that's, that's all all you really can do. It's like, you know, because like, you might, you might not even know what you want to do. Um, you know, as soon as you get out of high school, as soon as you get out of college, but it's like, that's why you need to give yourself time to figure it out. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly.
1: And just, you know, I have a really good friend and he says, He tends to say that at some point, not so far in the future, like a lot of the work that we are doing right now is going to be done by robots or by like AI, you know, like even the creative work, for example, let's say that designers do like a lot of it could even today already, but like much more in five years, let's say be done by AI. Um, And so a lot of our jobs will be overtaken by this type of technology. And therefore, there is going to be just a lot of people in the world doing nothing like there is not going to be anything to do. And it perhaps doesn't necessarily have to mean a crisis, like a world crisis. It may just mean that we have to accept the mindset of, um, well, robots are in a way serving us like we are now kings that don't really have to do that much. And like, what are you going to do with your life then? That when you don't have to wake up in the morning and go to an office and perform and and, and have a boss you know like imagine that possibility of hit, living a life just for the sake of living if that is at all a possibility isn't it equally scary as it could be blissful you know like isn't it like well damn now we really have to accept that our lives are meaningful even if we're not producing
0: well anything yeah. at work yeah that's yeah that's true and it's like you know, knowing that information could definitely like you know, yes, yeah, like we you would have to accept it. That that would that that is kind of scary though. You would really have to accept it, especially like you know, for for robots taking your job and you're really sitting at home doing nothing but eating, sleeping, and like you know, just getting you know, um, yeah, yeah, pretty much getting getting like you know, fatter. Um,
1: well, I mean, you, maybe you don't have to get fatter. Like maybe you just can enjoy life where you don't have to work for survival. Because maybe that will be the world that we will end up having. Like, we don't know. It can go a million different ways. And it can be very effective. Like, we can end up being in a matrix, a whole different kind of matrix, you know. Um, but maybe it's actually going to work out well for once. And this is what's going to, what's going to happen. Like, robots will generate um, a lot of wealth that will be distributed. And, you know, nobody's going to be super poor. Nobody's going to be, like, very poor. And then we can just all live our lives without working too much. Mm-hmm. And, like. If that is a possibility, and you consider that life a good life, then just apply that type of thinking to yourself now already, you know, and and let yourself know that it's like you're meaningful even if you don't know what you're so supposed to be doing for a career, you know.
0: That's, that's true. That's true. Like you know, yeah, I I, I see what saying. I definitely see what you're trying, what you're saying though. And, uh, but yeah, like, you know, I just have two more questions left for you. All right. Go ahead. All right. If you can take back any mistake in your life, what would it be and why?
1: Ooh, hard one. Um, well, let me think. What would I, well, I don't think I would take anything back. And this is a really, really strange thing to realize (laughs) because I do, I'm a normal person. I do tend to think about my past and thinking, damn, that was stupid of me. But now when you put me on a spot, I don't think I would take anything back, you know? Mm. I would... You know what? No, there is one thing. I would not be so hard on myself as a teenager. I had a really hard time as a teenager, uh, especially around people and especially like making friends. And um, I had a lot of negative self-talk about that. And I would just not do that if I had the chance to, to redo things. I'd rather just be very kind to that girl and let her know that it's all gonna pass.
0: Hmm, that's actually, that's really good. That's really good, I like, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I say the same thing about myself. It's like, I probably wouldn't have been so hard on myself like, you know, as a kid. As a kid. I even tell myself sometimes if I you know, I hope I make my younger self proud yeah yeah
1: exactly and and then you can imagine a moment where you meet your younger self and you can let that boy know like it's all gonna be okay like look look how far you're going to come
0: yeah yeah like (laughs) i'm not gonna lie um ironically i hope ironically i really hope time machines do become a thing so i can say that to my younger self yeah um as, as as silly as that sounds I, I, I know how I know how silly that sounds, but you know it's true.
1: No, I mean it's it, it's not messed up at all. It's just um, time machines are a whole
0: I, I, you know,
1: I, 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 a whole new different thing that can be a bliss or a curse. <laughs> uh, I
0: know. I know. All right, but my last question is: Wait, actually, no. I pre- I'm pretty sure you answered this earlier, but like I was gonna say, what or who inspired you to move forward with your current profession and why?
1: Hmm. why do you think i answered that huh. <laughs> ah, that,
0: must que- that must have been a different question that must been a different question but it's like, you know,
1: yeah, yeah i don't think i don't think i talked about that because i don't really know the answer
0: to this question oh
1: so so w- would you say that you're asking about like who inspired me to kind of get out of that that yeah like matrix? you know what
0: or yeah. like you know what or who inspired you to like you know um do what you're doing right now and you know why like what or who
1: I think I just um, because I, I studied abroad as a student and I met a lot of international kind of I made a lot of international friends and, and kept um, contacts in international and expat communities around Europe. Um, I, I think it, it was just like seeing some of those people, you know, take on lives that. Allowed them to travel and be free and do do stuff that they enjoyed instead of sitting in a corporal cubicle um so i i think it was it wasn't a particular person in general it was it was um like a wave of my generation saying you know what we're not going to we're not going to do this
0: hmm that's a ve- that's a very Interesting. That's a very interesting question. I like, I like the, I like that answer. You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're saying, though. It's like, you know, that's a pretty good answer to have, you know, so it was like pretty much a whole wave of like, you know, a generation of like, you know, telling you to like, you know, do this and do that, like, you know, not do this and not do that, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm very happy that you like my answer. I just figured it out on the spot. And I'm very sure that later on when I'm taking my shower today, I'm going to figure out a better answer. And I'm going to be like, damn, I should have said that. (laughs) Uh, I think this is the true answer.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, 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 no. It was a pretty good answer. It was like, you know, and uh, with that being said, uh, that was it for today's podcast. Like, you know, Patricia, I really appreciate you for coming on, like, you know, and taking the time out of your day. Um, Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you here.